Now we say things that go in drops? We do. We say things that go in drops. And he's trying to get in the intro. I know. He's, he's trying. He's, I didn't know what the intro was. Trying to you never know what the intro is going to be. That's a fair yeah. point. It may have already been recorded. This is Freshly Sharpened, a podcast that discusses educational technology as a tool to engage and innovate instruction. Here are your hosts, Andy, Rick, and Michael. We're here today to talk about digital citizenship, which we know is an important, very, very important and very broad encompassing topic that all of our students, faculty and staff, um, I don't want to say deal with. I think that's the right, wrong verb. Live with? Live with. Yeah, it's just a part of our world that sometimes we don't even see because it's right in the margins of all of sure. this. Yeah. I mean, it's every aspect. It's every minute that students are in front of a computer and many times even when they're not in front of a computer, it's, um, you know, it's, it's their life is digital. So separating the two things now, their digital life and their, their non-digital, is not a thing. It's not a thing anymore. It was maybe for us, maybe back in like the 2000s when we were young pups with more hair, but it's not a thing for our kids anymore. So, I mean, it's such a huge encompassing topic that, you know, there's online safety, there's digital citizenship, there's fake versus real, there is the social emotional aspect of it. Andy, what do you think is the most important thing? One of them, at least. One of the most important things. Well, I, I think sometimes we do we do notice social media, we do notice security and safety, um, but I think also it's also what are we actually teaching the kids to do positively? What is our positive digital imprint? What is when we make a, a slideshow or a Canva or whatever? Are we thinking of everything from fair use of images to audience and bias and all those sort of things. So that's a part of digital citizenship that a lot of people just do naturally, but we kind of want to, over the course of, of the next few tech shorts, give people resources around these things. What about you, Rick? Uh, you mentioned digital footprint. So it reminds me of not only, you know, the password safety security, where you log into, where you, your data is stored, who can have your data, who can sell it, how private that might be. But also, like, when kids Google themselves, what do they find? Do they find a negative presence? Do they find a positive presence? Do they find any presence at all? Because that is a danger as well. If you have no presence. Depending on your age. Right. Have you, right, ever, right. Have you guys ever had kids Google themselves? Yes. I used to, yeah, when I was a classroom teacher, for sure. What do they say? What do they get out of it? Sometimes nothing, and that was good because of the level of elementary I was teaching. I was going to say, for the most part, nothing, not a lot, mm-hmm. except for maybe some school district posts if they were ever named in one or Or if they were ever named or, in like a newspaper clipping or something Again, like I'm teaching kids who, I was teaching kids who were 11, 12, 13 years old, so do I really want them to have all these social media things that they may be not actually legally able, able, legally able to use? So one of the things I've seen is when I was back in the library is, is, Sometimes kids will Google themselves and they wouldn't be able to find their name, their first and last name. But if they have like a gamer tag or a yes. screen name, right. then they find that. And the thing is, is that in our day and age, kids know that, you know, Jimmy Jones is, you know, sure. cool gamer 12. Right. So it's basically almost the same as their name and whoever their person is. It, but what they, they often don't realize is potential employers, LinkedIn, things like that right. down the road. Sometimes we don't teach enough of that like sort of telescoped sure. view of digital yeah. citizenship. What you do at 11 could come back now in a way that it couldn't when I was 11 and it was, you know, the mid 80s. It's like, your name and your likeness, right? Exactly. So if if my name isn't there but my presence is, is that presence still positive or negative? It's, it's an important it's an important thing which I know is closely linked to what you like 
or like your fit, your most important? Well, yeah. I mean, I think that um, in seeing the way our kids interact online, I think that the social emotional aspect of it is huge because I think that sometimes it's a little bit difficult for a student to say something to another student right to their face, but they have no problem doing it online. And I think that the students kind of think that they're shielded or they're protected from online behavior and it allows them to really, really hammer and hone in and really get into cyberbullying, which is so destructive because our students can't get away from it. It's not like three o'clock, the school day is over and they go home. At three o'clock, sometimes the cyberbullying is just beginning. Right. And I think it, that that it, is, it's, it's so, and so all night they are dealing with this and then they come to school at eight o'clock in the morning and we don't know what condition that they're in. Right. And these are the digital tools that cut across. Yep. These are the digital tools that cut across the entire day. A lot of times we only think about the school day, but digital makes For sure. the entire 24 hours. Like we play. said at the top, it's something that is part of their entire, their entire day. So stay tuned for a lot more coming about digital citizenship, either from a podcast or from our tech shorts. But until then, I'm Andy. I'm Rick. And I'm Mike. And that's been Freshly Sharpened. See you next time. <laughs>